Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Son Broadbent Lounge. Well, the football summer was almost over, the hard running, the bleep tests, the evening trips to local non-league grounds, everyone's favourite Swindon Town players, trialists A, B and indeed C, have been put back on the shelf for another year. Because people, this weekend, we get into the good stuff. This weekend, results start to matter and Swindon Town's 2023-24 season gets underway with a trip to Essex to meet some familiar faces. Some friendly, and a slightly turtle one too. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our panel here at the Tom Broadbent Lounge headquarters will delve into what's been a very busy, in slightly tongue-in-cheek commas, summer at SM1, before we look ahead into the weekend's opener at Colchester United. So, ladies and gentlemen, my panel this evening, I have our ever-present co-host, Ellis. Ellis, how are we, mate? Yeah, I'm wonderful, Joe. I'm, you know, I'm buzzing for this season ahead. Um, I'm sort of just itching for it to sort of uh, to to be here already. But yeah, how are you? All right, Jeff? mate. I think I think this week, um, in terms of you know transfers and probably even like media content from the club, has has, has ramped up my excitement tenfold. Yeah, hundred percent. This this new admin is doing is doing wonders. He's doing bits, isn't he? Um, yeah, I, I'm loving all all of the announcements and. Hopefully, it's not going to be the last well, you one. I hope not. Cheeky little plug there earlier on yeah. of uh, the admin show last week. So, uh, well done, Alice. Good, good work, mate. Um, we also have our favourite Northern Swindonian in Chris. Chris, how's it going, buddy? It's going very well. Literally, I just got in the door about two minutes ago, so I've, I've managed to sneak myself in after a, a very busy day. But I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm ramped up and I'm ready for Saturday. Really looking forward to Saturday, Saturday. Oh, you... mate. I, yeah, I'm. To be fair, I know you're going, mate. I, I wish I was going too, but I've um, I've got I've got other plans this weekend, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not as excited as you are. I know, but I am looking forward to following on a maybe dodgy stream, but we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> we also have a proper Wiltshire voice this time in Daz. Daz, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing very well, Joe. Yeah, and. Um... Last week, not very excited. This week, I'm starting to get very excited at the prospect of this new oh, season. That's what we want to hear. That is what we want to hear. Carly, we've also got you on the show this evening. How's the excitement levels in your in your head? Hiya, Joe. Yeah, we can almost taste it. We can. It's getting close, isn't it? I mean, as I said to Ellis, the, it's the social here. media output from the club is, um, I think it's starting to get the juices flowing in the fan base a little bit. Definitely. I, I know I've, I've definitely reconnected with a few um, fellow Swindon Town fans that are friends, that it's a little bit quiet over the the gap um, and the, the phone's pinging away again this week because we're all getting excited about meeting up at Colchester. Oh, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Um, definitely. And last but by no means least, we have Daisy. Daisy, how are you doing? Um, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm just really excited for the season to start up and I'm just excited for Saturday. Bring on Colchester. Bring them on, bring them on. Well, I suppose before we get into Colchester, we have titled the show pre-season 23-24 done with, but I thought maybe we could have a look into the pre-season just as a, a final roundup of, you know, all, all the fun that we've had over the last few weeks. Um, so... I know we've discussed the, sort of the previous preseason games 
slightly because I, I know we don't really feel that too much. You can't read too much into a preseason match, generally. Um, anyway, we played we played six games this this preseason, winning three, drawing one, and losing a couple. Um, I think the two losses came sort of back to back: the Hereford and the is it Colsham? Or I can't remember who it was. But it was the reserve team, wasn't it? Um, but I suppose the, the latest of those Bristol City. Yeah, well. that's it, that's it, mate. Um, the latest of those wins came against Plymouth for the weekend. Um, so a three-one win over Plymouth. Obviously, championship side now. Um, fairly impressive. Both teams went full strength. Um, we got to see you know a couple of our players for the first time. A couple of the trialists too that we expect maybe to to be in the conversation of signing a deal. Uh, Ellis, you were you were on site, weren't you, at the game on Saturday? Um, Absolutely, I was. Um, yeah, look. If if that's the side that we're we're looking at for this season, I, th- I think we're in for a good season. Um, we looked a really really fit side. Um, that that sort of stood out to me by 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 quite a bit. Um, yeah, we looked fit and and we 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 kept our shape and we looked sort of well. Um, uh, what's the word? Sort of well polished or. We, I mean... we, yeah, yeah, well polished. We had, we had a good setup, and you know you could see that we had a game plan, and, and we were we were definitely sticking to it. Um, but like I said, we looked fit. Um, I mean, you look at the the Palo Di Canio and the uh, Wellings Promotions team. The the two things that those uh, sets of teams had in common was that they we were by far the fittest team in in, in the league. Um, so look, I, 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 from what I saw, um, again, it's a it's a preseason game, so you got to take it with a pinch yeah, of salt. Of but um, from what I saw on on Saturday, I, f- I think we've all got something to be to be excited about. Um, we 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 got to see sort of the our our strongest side, or or sort of the side that Flynn is is gonna want to mm-hmm. play. Um, obviously, new signing uh, Dan Kemp played. I mean, we'll um, get there, I'm sure. But bloody hell, I mean, oh, dude. look, we what what we we said it when when he signed. But look, we've got we've got a proper player on our hands here. I mean, I mean, the strike that um, the the goal that he scored was, I mean, the corner in, into him. He was edge of the box. He sort of uh, pulled off and just volleyed it. Um, it, what I mean, some, that was some it, may like, say there's a shit involved, but I would happily tell those people uh, to piss off and just don't ever come back to the swimming <laughs> game because that was pure excellence. Look, it went in the net. That's all that matters. Um, so look, I, I've got some notes here, so I'll, I'll just rattle through yeah. them. Sorry if I if I repeat myself, but um, so Swindon Town managed to finish the final preseason game with a bang. 3-1 to the newly promoted League One winners, Plymouth. Uh, three goals came from Dan Kemp, Rashawn Hepburn-Murphy and Jacob Wakelin. Um, it, the, the first half was, was, was fairly even. Um, both sides had, had some decent opportunities, some decent decent opportunities to, 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 to score. Um, but sort of nothing was coming of it and, and we sort of both cancelled each other out. I mean, Plymouth come out sort of... Um, all guns blazing, sort of put, put pressure on us straight away, um, looking to get an early goal. But I, I've got to say our defence done really well in, in, in closing them down. Um, Bruitt really stood out for me. Um, 
I know he's got a lot of stick towards the end of last season, but genuinely he was one of our better players on that pitch on Saturday. Mm. Bruin strikes um, me on well, that point, well, mate. Pers- Bruin strikes me as a sort of player that yeah, will yeah. flourish in a back three. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Look, look, he's he's not got the it. height. Yeah, like he's not got the height, so we're limited with that. But on the ball, he looks composed. Um, he looks comfortable. Uh, but look, he, he was he gets stuck into challenges. His height d- doesn't stop him from getting stuck in and, and putting putting a challenge in. So um, Bruett looked really good defensively. Um, Blake Tracy as always. Um, McEachran stood out for me as well defensively. Again, not not a not a big player, but. He was he was throwing himself into challenges and, and winning pretty much most of them. I tell you um, what, we're, we're rattling through and, players and... here, mate, as well. Who obviously we mentioned in oh, terms the... of height aren't there, and we're kind of going against maybe the Michael Flynn grain in terms of what people had yeah. expected um, when he was appointed. I think we we heard a lot of questions, yeah, didn't definitely. we? Where you know, are we going to be expected to play in brackets hoof ball or you know kick it head at football? And I think maybe yeah. the back three sometimes at times it can be sort of tarred with that brush of being a bit ugly. Um, but f- from what we're seeing in terms of signings, obviously we're getting signings into a little bit as well, but today's, this evening's signing, yeah. he's not a big lad. Uh, he's, you know, no. it's it's nice to see. But sorry, mate, you, you crack on from Plymouth. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so Bruett, McEachran, Blake Tracy all look good defensively. Minturn as well. Um, he, he made a crack in um, clearance in the second half sort of a bicycle kick um off literally off off the line um so, so yeah look defensively we look good and we we were playing against Plymouth a championship side we were playing against their their presumably starting lineup um i i know it's pre-season but look there's good players in that in that Plymouth side. I mean, uh, a, a, f- a familiar face that, that we all know at Swindon, uh, Kesler Hayden. He started. Um, he 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 definitely impressed from from a, a Plymouth sort of uh, viewpoint. But um, yeah, so there, there were some serious players in that side, and we we, we dominated that game. The, like I said, first half was 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 fairly even, but second half we just we just come out like from the from the from the whistle. We you could see we wanted it. You could see that we wanted to win. Um, we were quick on 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 the on the counter attack. We were we were quick uh, defending on on the press. I think this um, is a big thing as well. Like obviously, we've always I guess traditionally had a preseason friendly at home the weekend before the first game of the season. And I think last season, obviously, we we kind of got our asses handed to us a little bit by Cardiff, um, and I yeah. think it sort of leaves a sour taste in a in a few fans' mouths going into the first week of the season. So, you know, impressive, impressive last weekend against a team that probably are up there with Cardiff where they were last season, or maybe a bit better. Yeah. Obviously, Cardiff are struggling with financial issues or you know or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just I think it's it's left a really Good impression on a lot of fans going into into next weekend. Obviously, everyone on the show this yeah. evening has, has started the show off by saying how excited they are about going into Colchester. Imagine if we got dicked four 0 Yeah, hundred percent. Look, Joe, you touched on it there. The, the the Cardiff last season, it you know we got we got shafted by Cardiff, like understandably they're they're a championship yeah. side, but um, yeah, it, it, you you look at that performance and. 
it, it, it's going to make anyone excited. So um, a, another thing that sort of stood out for me was uh, the pairing of Charlie Austin and Rashawn Hepburn Murphy. It worked really, really well in this game. Um, you know, the the, pay, the pace of Hepburn Murphy is just like, I, I still can't believe it. I still can't get my head around how quick he is. Uh, there was there was moments where sort of a big clearance was made, and you're like, well, no no normal players get into it, but Hepburn Murphy's just rock like an absolute rocket down down the wing, wins the ball. I um, think he might be the fastest I mean, player I've seen in town. You know, it's yeah, it's me- it's mental. It's it's not. It shouldn't be possible how fast mm. he is. Um, so uh, yeah, so half time uh, it was nil nil. Um, like I said, come out, come out really, really strong. Um, the first goal, like I said earlier, come from Dan Kemp, a brilliant corner to the edge of the box. Uh, he was waiting there for the volley, and um, yeah, just absolute rocket into the top corner. Um, it then wasn't too long before we made it two after a lovely slot of pass from Hutton allowed Hepburn Murphy to um, to run down the right hand side and. Uh, slot that into goal so again um we, we we saw last season um uh hutton's got got great um ability passing ability crossing ability um and yeah it, it, it was a, it was a lovely through ball into into hepburn murphy hepburn murphy with his pace um took it down the right hand side and, and scored a, a nice well well-rounded goal um, and then the third goal come from Wakelin in the 86th minute. Uh, he showed a lot of grit to to sort of get the goal. He took he he received the ball at halfway line. I think he probably beat about three or four players. Um, again, showed great pace. Um, and you know he's not he's not big in stature, but he had he had one point. He had two players on him, um, and showed great composure to 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 slot it into the bottom of the net. Um, uh, but. Yeah, even their even Plymouth's goal that they scored, I wouldn't say they they necessarily deserved it. It it, it was a great finish from them. Um, we sort of just got caught out uh, lacking defensively. But look, overall, I think that that was a really really good performance from Town. Um, That's the word there, isn't it? The word um, there is performance. It's not it's not a case of yeah. results. Obviously, results in pre season don't matter an ounce. It's seeing those performances and you know having the confidence going into the new season that. If we get that week in, week yeah. out, we're going to be doing all right. I mean, I think, yeah. I think in terms of the players that... I think Mike Flynn actually said this week that coming into the squad, coming into training this, this summer, the players that were already at the club have really surprised them in terms of quality. Um, and obviously, we've added a few players to that. I, I genuinely, I know we're... I, I can see people listening uh, posted out, you know, um, projected leagues or predicted leagues and stuff. And we're we tend to be twelfth to sixteenth from what I've seen in a lot of predicted divisions. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a squad that, even as it is, is is capable of at least pushing for you know those last couple of playoff spaces. You had a few. Yeah. Look, Joe, Joe we're, we are going to shock this league. I've, uh, I've, I, you call call me a happy clapper, call me whatever. That performance on Saturday, I think. The the sign in today, um, I'm I'm sure we're gonna probably make one or two more sign ins. Um, I f- I think we're in a real good um, position going into this season. We're, you know, we we could be a real dark horse this season. Like like you said, Joe, we're, we're getting predicted twelve sort of. We're, we're getting predicted mid table. Yeah. 
Um, I I think we could easily easily get playoffs. Um, and yeah, I've 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 just gone. I'm now going into this season really positively um, after that performance. You wait for um, us to get Rogers five 0 at the weekend. That will change. <laughs> It's all going to go downhill from here. If I can just interject here, I say, Ryan, I see you're listening to us and you've had Swindon fans on a knife edge all summer. <laughs> so if, if, you fan, if you fancy coming in, hit, hit a speaker request, but we'd love to chat to you if you fancy it. Ryan, the string man, as he's known in Swindon. He has got everyone on strings, hasn't he? Um, Chris, while you're on, mate, as well, obviously rounding off the, the pre-season uh, chatter, what what has preseason felt like to you this year? I mean, obviously, as we said, results don't really matter, um, but we've seen quite a good, you know, level of performance when the first team have been playing. Um, do you take confidence from that going into the season? I think from, from the first team, I'm, I'm confident in in that team uh, that Flynn's got the system he wants and whatnot. But uh, I, I'm just saying, a, a bit frustrated at how slow it is about getting other people in. But if it if we're slow getting other people in and the right people coming in, then I can accept that. Uh, but I'm I'm not disappointed going into the first game of the season. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I would have wanted a few more in and and to be a bit quicker, but uh, it is what it is. And um, I mean, I when I look at that, that first eleven, I think I think that's a decent first eleven. But um, where the worries come is. Um, if we get injuries, if we get suspensions, that uh, there's not really much coming behind them. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. I've just had a uh, a WhatsApp from Ryan, and he says that he can't join the show because unfortunately he's in the vegetable aisle in Sainsbury's. So, um, Ryan, we'll, we'll let you crack on with your shopping, mate. But thanks for listening in. Um, obviously, we, we touched there on on transfers and, and stuff. I guess if you were to ask a hundred Swindon Town fans what they'd thought of this summer's transfer window. You'd probably get a hundred different answers, wouldn't you? Um, we've all seen the difference in opinions online. We've seen the, you know, anything from the anything to announce admin tweets, the budget's too small, we're not investing tweets. But we've also had a fair amount of positivity too. So I guess from a corner of the Swindon Town fan base, there's been a kind of happier vibe or or more, more content vibe. Um, we've had more outs and ins at present, but of course that's subject to change or imminent change. If we just reel off, I guess, what we've looked at or what we've taken in on and, and let go at the club this summer so far. Um, obviously, we have three loans coming in. So, Murphy Mahoney from loan from QPR. Dan Kemp on loan from MK Dons. Jake Young from Bradford on loan as well. Now, that's, that's three loan spots sort of used up. And to me, there are two there that are dead starters. So, you've got Murphy Mahoney and Dan Kemp who are starting. Dan Kemp's on loan from MK Dons, who are on our division, and that frightens the absolute shit out of me. Um, obviously, we've also had Liam Kinsella, and tonight, Udoka godwin Malief. I may have butchered his name, I apologise. Um, they're permanent, so that's great, they're good, they're in the squad. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time just on Dan Kemp and the MK Dons link, because if suddenly we get to January, and we're fighting for the playoffs, and so are MK Dons, you can bet your last penny they're taking them back, like, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, Carly, we've 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 experienced signings from you know like the lower league looker looking. So Liam, if you're listening, Bradford absolutely teased us with Owen Doyle. 
obviously it didn't matter in the end, the COVID season curtailed and, and whatnot. But it always frightens me to have a star player as a, a lone spot. How about how do you feel about that? Um, I just think, you know, I think we're lucky that we've obviously attracted somebody and he looks like he's he's got some real quality about him. And I think we, we've done well to attract somebody like that to us. I totally and utterly agree with you. It is always that feeling, isn't it? When they're on loan and you think, great, you're going to do well and then we're going to lose you. But unfortunately, this is, this is League Two, isn't it? Yep. And we've got to utilise every option. Um, that we can so let's hope that he is amazing and gets us into a good position uh, you know off the back of it and if we do lose him then unfortunately we've we've, we've been here before like you say like Owen Doyle um, those sort of players it, it's wonderful while it's good isn't it so I think we've just got to make the most of it hopefully um, the, you know the powers that be Mike Flynn whatever they're looking all the time for other players I'm sure they'll be thinking the same as us, you know, are they going to do well? Are they going to get recalled? And if so, who's going to come in and replace them? Absolutely. I think in my head, I'm sort of kind of hoping that, that Dan Kemp maybe scores two or three goals before January, just sort of blends into the background and then post-January goes into madness and scores 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, let's just, let's not worry about that now. That's that's just my way of looking at things. And again, um, you know, Ellis, I, I agree with you, you know, call me a happy clapper, whatever. Um, and so be it, I have been. Um, but let's just, let's just concentrate on get the first month out of the way, see how we're playing, see how we're forming, hopefully get very excited. Um, and then we'll worry about that. When we need to. Absolutely. I, I think we, we, we're, I was we have that actually with the uh, season with um, Joe's favourite ever Swindon manager, Ben Garner, was involved. Who's that? Do you, um, do you mean the turtle? Oh. <laughs> That's Definitely. the lad. But, um, but, but that season, we were so disrupted with the way that um, we were doing so well and then all the loans got recalled. But we adapted, we recovered, and we ended up having a good season. So if if Kemp goes there, if Young goes well and they get recalled, well, we'll deal with What I would it. say as well, Chris, though, and, I think and... in terms of that season, obviously Tyree Simpson gets recalled. I think if he stays and we, we stick with him rather than Josh Davison, I think we go up. So, and Kessler Hayden as well. You know, we went from Kessler Hayden to... Eggbo, I think maybe that, that possibly could have been a, a positive change, but it's just it's so up and down. And the loan system, as Carly rightly mentioned, we are in League Two, um, so you've got to kind of if it's the only way you can get a player in that you, you specifically want, you take that risk, don't you? But I suppose this is probably the, the segment of the show that we we do the same as we did with Solbrin, and we remind that anyone from MK Dons, if you're listening, uh, Dan Kemp is shit, and you don't want him. <laughs> I just, sorry, I was just just going to say the the Tyree Simpson situation. Um, you know, loved loved mm. him, definitely loved Tyrese. Um, Kessler Hayden was outstanding. I thought, I thought losing him was, uh, you know, to huge detriment to us. Tyree Simpson, I'll go on a bit of a different angle here, was sometimes quite frustrating. Didn't always wasn't always there at the end where he should be like you know was as well 
for a great deal of the time, but not always. Um, you saying, I think we would have gone up if we kept him. I don't know. I'm I'm not so sure. I I found sometimes I found he was a little bit. Um, he could go a bit off the boil, mm. but just my opinion. No, no, I totally agree. I think <laughs> the start of the season as well, especially that that year. I think Tyrese took a few months to get into his groove. But you think about just the point of leaving. He was absolutely red hot. And I think if you think about yeah. the home the yeah. home game against Port Vale in the playoffs when Davidson could be making it making it three nil. I think if Tyrese is in that position with the ball at his feet, I think it's three nil. Yeah, yeah, you are right, definitely. I do mm. agree. I think the thing as well to say about Tyree Simpson is the improvement he made from that the, from when he came in to, to when he moved was was immense. And it um it actually, uh, maybe in some ways, uh, contributed to our success because him and him and McCurdy as a two were very effective. But once he left, we we had had to readapt. And then with McCurdy going out right, and then Louis Barry coming out left with Davison through the middle, give us another dimension. And I think um, if we tried with the two, we might not have been as successful. Mm. Uh, so um, so it's interesting that way, but. The improvement from Tyree Simpson was immense. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the way he got recalled as well um, was probably to a detriment to his career. I know he's obviously at Northampton this year, but he almost had a dead season last year. Um, kind of a bit wasted, wasn't it, on him? So I think leading on to my next point was the outgoings about how we can use the loan system a little bit better for, for our players at Swindon Town. So obviously we've had quite a few loans. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing I would like to say about um, Tyree Simpson about Northampton, he, he probably won't say, stay there all season because I've been to Northampton <laughs> and I wouldn't want to stay there. No, no, that's a, that's a fair point, that is. Um, so, obviously, in terms of outgoings at Swindon Town as well, we've had three loan outgoings, which is where I was going with the Tyree Simpson thing. Um, obviously, in terms of loans, we've had Tommy Adeloy to Partick Thistle. That's a good move, Tony. I think obviously he's he's had a good year at, at Air United up there. Um, obviously did enough to convince the powers that be at the time that he was going to be, you know, a number nine literally for for Swindon Town in League Two. Uh, we've also had Ricky Aguiar go to Worthing on loan, and we've had Sonny Hart and Anton Dwarzak loan to Gloucester City, um, as well as Roland Darcy for an undisclosed fee to Crawley, and then Marcel Lavinia as part of the season's deal as well. So. Out of the, the four loans that have, have gone out from Swindon Town this summer, um, is there anyone there do you think that can benefit out of the loan system to Swindon Town's benefit? Um, looking at I think Tommy Adeloy, I think it's probably ship-sailed um, in, in a way. I think I can't see him coming back, but obviously if he goes up there, he impresses, he's out of contract next year, he gets a free move to a Scottish Championship side. I think everyone's happy in that deal. Um, Ricky Aguiar is the one for me on, on paper. I mean, Daz, I'll take your, your thoughts on this, mate. I've not heard of you from a while. But Ricky Aguiar has been a player that I think, whenever I've seen him play, there's something there. There is something there. He just needs to get that confidence back in his in his head, I think. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether uh, Woking's the right place for him. I know he, he was there before, uh, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, Worthing. So it's, uh, it's National League South, Worthing, which is a bit, I think... He's, he's at least a National League player, I think, in my head. But he could go there and run that side, couldn't he? Yeah. I, I, yeah, so I think, he, all right then, yeah, he'll be, he will benefit from that. And uh, hope, hopefully uh, next season he'll, uh, 
he'll be an integral part of the Swindon team. But then will that be too big a drum? Because obviously we'll be in League One then, oh, and you've got a, 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 a National League player. So perhaps it would be a case of selling him yeah. then for, for, for some money. I, I think that, that's, that's a good point. You've got, as I said, I think Tommy Adelow is out of, out of contract next summer. Um, so we're, we're unlikely to get a fee out of him. Um, obviously, Ricky's got a longer term deal at, at the football club. So he comes back. Whether he has a good season and we sell him on for a bit of a fee, or he comes back into the squad next year and tries to impress next summer. Um, it was, you've got the yeah. two youngsters, Sonny Hart and Anton Dworzak as well, who have impressed a lot of people over the summer. I know Anton Dworzak is kind of the, the poster boy for the academy at the minute. And um, <laughs> I think that lad Sonny is, is going to be something because he's a brute and he, what, he's only, what, he's, 16, he's 16, 17? Yeah. He's monster. He is going to be huge, you know, because you, you, you remember sort of like when uh, Ndolo came yep. through um, the ranks, he was skinny and, um, oh, there was another lad um, that came through and they, they were absolutely nothing, you know, skinny things. And then the, the, the next season, they really packed out and built yep. up, you know, put on put on some muscle rather than timber. I, I think Harrison Minter maybe did that last summer. Uh, I, I, we saw him at Woking away. Yeah. It was my first preseason game last year, and um, Harrison Minton came out for second for the second half, and he was an absolute unit, and it really took me by surprise. Um, but can you yeah. imagine? I mean, Sonny Hart's got another four, five years of growing in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned Minton there. I mean, saw him at the, the you know against Plymouth, and I thought he was absolutely solid, confident, and you know he thought, hey, this is this is a good lad, you know, and he's one of ours. Yeah. You know, so that that's promising for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Daisy, we've not heard from you as of yet this evening. What are your thoughts on the on the outgoings? Do you think that we've? I mean, we've had as many outgoings as, as incomings. Um, in your head, do you think we're still short? Do you think we're? Do you think we're okay? Do you think we're? You know, a couple of players off. Um, I'd say we're definitely still short in some places. Mm-hmm. I think the loans are good. I think it's going to benefit the players with their development. I think Adeloy, I think he'll need this loan to give him some more confidence because I just don't think he had exactly an amazing season Mm. last year. And I think he got a lot of stick from fans, which I think was quite unnecessary and at some point yeah i think with adloy as well it's probably going to be massive for him personally as well like yeah 100%. just go out there and score 20 odd goals and like, prove everyone yeah. wrong it's his chance isn't it build up that confidence 100 yeah 100 look i on that adloy mm. point adloy's got a bloody great strike on him like whenever I I tend to get there a little bit um, before kickoff and and watch um, the players warm up and in the shooting drill before the game, his shots are like rockets. They're like, like honestly, um, in the Mountain game as well, he he scored a really good goal there. So look, the the guy can score goals. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's, I think it's a mental thing a big, though, isn't it? Like yeah, a big part of it is definitely confidence. Um, if you're not getting the game time, you're not going to be anywhere near, um, well, as fit as, and as, you know, mentally um, sort of in the right headspace to to be playing to the best of your ability. And I think 
a loan obviously a, a, a loan move is is if he if he's going to get games then looking at it from from his point of view it's, it's it's the best possible sort of situation to be in uh to get minutes in because I'm sure no football player wants to be sat on the bench every no day. absolutely not here's a question for you I'll ask I'll ask the panel this I guess if Tommy Adeloy goes and scores 15 goals in the first half of the season do you recall him and bring him back to the second half um for me it, it depends how we're doing as a side I mean if if we're if we're not if we're not struggling in the goal department um if we're scoring plenty of goals and we're pissing the league, then there's obviously there's a, there's no reason to to bring him back, especially if he's not going to get game time, because um, it's only going to sort of piss him off. And uh, look, like like I said, a player wants minutes. So, um, but obviously, if we're struggling um, and he's scoring goals mm. up there, then. It's definitely it would definitely need to be considered, and I mean Flynn knows what he's doing anyway. So that's it. Yeah. I think, as you say, mate, like I, I can only think. I, I, I agree with you as well. In in warm ups and from what's in warm ups, he can strike a football. He knows where the net is. I just think it's pure confidence. I can remember him having two shots the entire season, and that's literally it. Him scoring away at Newport and him missing a sitter at Barrow. That that's all I can remember. And I think if you add that confidence to him, like I say, if he goes and scores 15 goals at the start of the season in the Scottish Championship or League One, wherever I think part of it may be League One, actually. But um, he comes back with that with confidence. It could be a massive asset. I mean, Chris, what are your thoughts on that one, mate? In a word, no. Uh, and I'll say that as well. I just think it, it, it just didn't work for him here. And I think the fact that the, the loan is probably... a the fact is, uh, Parter can't pay in all of his wages. So we're paying a part of them, so it helps that way. It just didn't work for him here. Even if he scores, he might go and score twenty goals in the first half of the season. When he comes back here, does he fit in? I, I, I'm not so sure he did, and I think he just we weren't a fit for him. And I, uh, so I just think really um, he's not coming back here. Uh, Going up to Partick's the best thing for him, and then see where he ends up at the end of the mm. season. Uh, for me, for me, I think his career—he will never play again for Swindon. Well, there you go. I mean, that's, that's one yes, one no. A- any more votes? Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> two no's, one yes. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, scoring fifteen goals in Scottish League One's. Not like scoring fifteen goals in uh, the English League too, is it? And I'm not wishing to be uh, rude or anything, but it, it, it's not the same. So, and I think uh, it, it's it's a way, a nice gentle way for him to to leave the club. To be perfectly honest, I don't think he's coming back. Okay, that's a more than fair point. As I say, we we mentioned earlier on, it could be a chance to put himself in the shopping window for the summer after. Um, Carly, what are your thoughts? So we're we're three one in terms of no. Um, I agree with Ellis. If he does come back, it's straight into the squad to play um, and would only be to cover um, if we had some bad injury situations. Um, I don't know. I do, I agree with Ellis. Like there, there is something he has got a presence about him. Definitely, he's definitely, you know, he can kick a ball and kick it well. But 
again agree with Chris and 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 Daz. Yeah, he he just doesn't seem to have clicked here, does he? Um, and if he does well somewhere else, then bless the lad, let him go off and 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 have his career there. Yeah, no, totally agree, totally agree. So that, that's four one to nose. Daisy, are you making it five? Or are you bringing on a consolation goal back? Um, I just don't. I don't know. It's hard to say. I just don't think it's sort of clicked here for him. I think going on alone that's just going to help him build his confidence up. And then I think once his contracts um, expired, I think maybe it's best for him to go find another club because I just, I just don't think it. I don't know if he did come back. In back in January, I just don't know if he'd fit in with the squad. It just depends if there's injuries or anything, really. Yeah. You sure? sure save me. <laughs> save me. I'm all alone. Save you. Um, I can't, mate. I think. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's a landslide. I, I can't see it happening. I think. Yeah. It's, well. it's probably past the point of of no return now. Um, having said that, I mean, look, it's sort of glory. It will go and have a blinding season next year. It will sign for Oxford in the summer, and it will be bloke that takes them up it's it's the, it's the way the football is mate it, it's just yeah it's just not gonna happen some players yeah. fit a club some players don't I think you've you've probably got to look at Harry McCurdy alone just to to, to prove that yeah definitely um so obviously we, we start that that segment there about you know where are we short I think and this is not being rude to someone's height um defense defense <laughs> has been you know Touted quite a lot over the last week or so about being quite short there. Obviously, Marcel Lavinia. How tall are you, Joseph? I'm six foot one, so uh, I there think I'm go. all right. <laughs> um, you are not. I am. I've got. I've got a measuring tape. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> how tall are you without that sheep hair on your head? Uh, five foot seven. Uh, there, there you go. go. Um, also, yes, yeah, so defence. Obviously, we lost Marcel Lavinia this evening. Um, kind of gone through a swap deal. We believe there's a swap and a fee involved in, in Swindon's favour, which is, is nice to see. Um, so Godwin Malif's come in, who is going to be a starter. I think a lot of people were very interested in his signing when it was rumoured, you know, a couple of weeks ago at the game on Saturday. Um, I think Ryan's inbox has probably blown up with about a thousand messages asking for his for his announcement or information on the signing over the last week. Um I mean, do we do we need defenders in? Obviously, we've got FBC, yes. we've got uh, Brewitt, Minton, um, Godwin Malief now as well. Tom Clayton's out injured for a while. We think probably six weeks. Um, there's if we're, if we're playing three at the back too, there's a definite need for more centre backs, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think what? I think what the names you just listed, Joe, at, at, at the start, that's the the starting back five. Um, you, for for me, I mean, you could argue that we need a, a, a another sort of left wing back, a, a player in that position. Um, I think Flynn's mentioned obviously that Shea can play in that position. Don't fall um, into that. I think that was a dodgy post. Ah, never mind. <laughs> well, but but we know as fans that he has played there before. He he played in that position at Warsaw. Um, but look, no matter. We've got the we've got the we've got the starting back five, but I think we're we're gonna need backup anyway because injuries inevitably happen, suspensions happen. Um, you know, we need we need backup because 
obviously defense is, is is a massive part and if if you've got a hole in your defense then that that's the game gone so we we definitely need to look at um yeah bringing him bringing him back up uh but in terms of a back five obviously you got Hutton on the right um i i i don't personally see um well there's there's no one on the market that that we can afford that that would replace no. him um You've obviously got uh, Brewett, um, Blake Tracy, uh, Minturn, obviously a, a, a big prospect at the club. Uh, obviously Clayton, but he's out. Um, but I think Godwin Malief starts, with... but it's just... Oh, 100%. It's that 100%. left back, isn't it? Um, I mean, if Reese Devine was fit, yeah. he'd be, excuse the pun, divine for this team because he would be... I mean, oh. we only saw him last year for bloody 45 minutes at Leighton Orient, but my God, that was like... Maybe the most impressive forty-five minutes of football I've ever seen. Yeah, we're it's such a sort of it's so frustrating because we can all see that there's a good player there. Um, God, I he I can't imagine how he must feel. Um, like you know, the the moment he gets back, he's just he just gets injured again. It's like never ending. Um, I've seen that he's just had surgery as well, so. Yes, yeah, so um, we wish him all the best wish for his it. recovery. But yeah. obviously, we said we've said it before on the show. There's an absolute baller in there. Like you don't play for Man City and Man United until 23's level. I think he made an appearance for United in the Europa League as well. Like, yeah, you don't get those sort of opportunities in, in football if you're not good with a ball at your feet. Yeah, definitely. Um, but look, like, like we've all we've well. Not all of us, me. Um, we, we, I've said, we need um, backup, and and certainly I'll be looking at possibly a, a sort of a taller uh, defender as well, um, a bigger in stature, uh, stat, stature def, defender. Mm. Um, I think. Well, look at the comments there we as well. Michelle sort of. agrees with you. She says, yeah. "Someone big and burly in defence, please. Definitely lacking in that area. Would also like a big and burly in midfield, so we get an alternative when we play similar teams." Sometimes we've got nothing to offer. I think. Well, I I I'll tell you one person that we could we could do with in in this starting lineup, and that is Sir Tom Broadbent. He would slot straight into this side. He's going straight up front, yeah. Is... Oh, absolutely! Put put him right, yeah, right up front, scoring a hat trick first game. <laughs> I think I think what we do know is that our weakness is is in defence. What we need is as as Ellis has alluded to there. Is we need someone about six foot four, six foot five, who can run a defence just to sit in the middle um, of, of that back three. If you've got um, you've got you've got Fraser Blake Tracy on the left, you've got um, that new lad. I'll call him new lad because I'm not even going to try and take him Godwin on Malik. the right. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I think we'll we'll do that as well. But that's that's really what we need is you know an experienced big. Centre half, just run that. Are you, team. Are you trying to say yeah. Ryan Edwards without saying Ryan Edwards? Maybe. I don't disagree. I think the biggest, the biggest but, push uh, in, at the moment is uh, left wing back, though, isn't it? Surely. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that was the other thing I was going to go on to. Um, we actually do not have a, a left back, anyone who could naturally play in that position. Um, obviously, the only one we've got was injured, and and we've alluded to that. If he was fit, and, and, and I was actually at Orient that game as well, and he was outstanding. Um, 
and it's a shame but he's, he's injured but um, I mean we were pleased with the, uh, the Tomlinson thing as well but but then even if Joe Tomlinson was hit here he, uh, <clears throat> as much as we loved him he, he was also injury prone as well which 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 is a, a bit of a worry because so many of the players that we love and whatnot keep getting injured. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Joe Tomlinson would be a fit. Joe Tomlinson in this team would be absolutely sensational, especially in the back three where he's going to have, you know, his main input or his main focus is, is is to attack. The boy can score goals, and also on the other side, I think the thought of a Romeo Hutton that has got nothing in his brain apart from getting forward and getting balls into the box for Charlie Austin to feed off of. That, to me, is is really quite exciting. I mean, Daz, I'll take your thoughts on that, mate. Joe Tomlinson, is that a name that you'd think, yep, yeah, give us a go? Or do the injuries scare you? Um, the injuries scare me. However, that's all down to how the club that he's at actually um, process him through the recovery and it's it's the backroom staff that are at fault. I think if the guys keep getting injured, it's it's the backroom staff that really need to get a grip. Because yeah, he, he's an exciting um, prospect for sure. Mm, absolutely, I think obviously looking from my notes here about you know what I think that we maybe need to be looking at in terms of the remaining transfers. Um, I have put Lewis Ward's name down. So obviously Lewis Ward is a very popular figure at Swindon Town. Um, we have Murphy Maloney in goal who. He's going to be the starting goalkeeper. We we know that. Is Lewis Ward someone that we we think as a panel that Twindon Town should be looking to bring in? Obviously, we've got Connor Bran, who we've never really seen. Um, young Irishman, very highly rated, but I think Lewis Ward kind of strikes me as someone that's good for the camp as well. Um, yeah, the 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 one thing that Lewis Ward brings is is experience and penalties um, certainly. Exactly, but look at look at the Man City game. Look at the um, look at the playoff um, second leg. Um, he he can he can certainly save a penalty. But yeah, look, he, he brings experience. And looking at it from Mahoney's point of view, um, you, you're gonna want you you're gonna want a more experienced player to learn off of. Um, and you also want to have a bit of friendly competition there because. You don't want to get too comfortable in your position. You you always want to be fighting for that position and, and, and showing that 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 you deserve to be to be that starting number one. Um, but I mean, look, if we can bring him in, I, if 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 I was Flynn, I'd certainly be looking at putting an offer on the table. Um, but you know, Ward's obviously got to understand that he's not going to be the the the. the Number one, uh, the the starting keeper every game, but he's been look, in that position before, we, though, mate. He knew that he wasn't the exactly, exactly. Here and he forced his way in. So, I mean, Ryan exactly. Ryan Whelan's just tweeted as well as a reply to this conversation. Uh, Lewis Warsaw in training, no decision yet, no idea what's going on. Almost a forgotten man. Now, Wardy, if if you're listening back to this, you're never forgotten. We 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 love you, Wardy. I think we I think the other thing. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. I was going to say. I think the other thing we've got there is um, obviously at the moment our our number two goalkeeper is Connor Brand, and yep. um, we just don't know anything about uh, him. They're coming off a big injury too. Know, uh, we, we, we just don't know what what he brings because we, we we've never seen him. Even like, even last season when he was 
uh, available. Like, sort of, you could have given him a, a thing in the uh, in the pizza mm. cup. Um, Sol Brim played. So, what what does that say? Um, we really don't know what we've got in Conor Brim. Yeah, yeah. No, I mate, I I totally agree. Um, obviously, coming off a big injury last year as well. Um, I think it was his ACL, wasn't it? Away at Stockport in the cup from a warm up, which is which is not ideal. Um, so I think you know. Here we go. We'll do another vote, shall we? In a, in a yes or no, are we taking Lewis Ward back if we're given the chance? Chris, yes, no. Yes. Daz, yes, no. Absolutely, yes. 2-0. Ellis, yes, no. Yeah, yeah man. man. That's 3-0. Carly? 100% yes. Oh, this is a landslide. Daisy, round it off. Yes, definitely. 5-0. Uh, I'll make it 6 I, I, you know, I've, I've said enough about the bloke, but he's he's just an absolute diamond. Um, so, plus he comes he comes in fully with the confidence of the fans. Which, um, talking about Adeloy, we know it's such a big thing. Um, I mean, after the Port Vale um, away match, I think any one of us would quite happily have his face tattooed all over us because we love him so much. You know, he's he's got that confidence with us. Um, and like you say, like with the Willacott situation with mm. him, JJ dropped a little bit of... Sorry, Jojo, JJ, Jojo. Well, I can't it's, remember. It's Jojo, but I'm sure sorry. He, he did say JJ. Jojo, thank you. Um, you know, he dropped that little bit of form, didn't he? And it just sort of went off a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then Ward was there to intercept it. And that system seems to work well, I think, especially in these lower leagues, to have somebody there waiting that can do the job, ready to challenge, ready to jump in. If it works, let's do it. Let's 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 bring That's him it. in. Look, end, of, end of the day. I was going to say, um, to say uh, going back to a conversation I had with our our founder Hannes, um, and, and we we actually discussed quite a lot about last year as well. The um, <clears throat> Is in that that seat the season when we got to the playoffs? Yeah. The um, Ward being the type of guy, he would come to the ball. That when we had that thing when Conroy and Bowdry seemed to become, you know, world class players overnight. Cannavaro and Nesta, you mean? Big, yeah. The big part of that was that they had a keeper behind them who was talking to them, giving confidence, and would come and catch them. He's ball. also an absolute and mountain, though, isn't what... he? Like, if you look at, I think. I've not actually seen him live, so I, I might be completely wrong here. But the, from the photos and the clips that I've seen of Murphy Mahoney, he looks like a very confident shot stopper. But he also doesn't seem that huge. I think for a goalkeeper in League Two, it's nice to have the option of having, you know, a Lewis Ward for your you Sutton's away, where you're going to be, you know, long throws, corners every five seconds. Look, I, I, Joe, for, for me, at, at the end of the day, um, injuries happen, suspensions happen. For all we know, um, Mahoney might go on a rampage and knock everyone out on the pitch and get suspended for the whole season, and then we'll be absolutely buggered because we don't have a goalkeeper. Um, I mean, we got Connor Brand. Do we trust him? We haven't seen him. Um, and I think if you've got um, a a, a, a experienced player, a proven player that that can play in League Two, a, a proven goalkeeper, um, I think. It, obviously, if he's not asking for stupid money, I think you'd be stupid not to take him. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, his partner's signed for Swindon Town women as well. So they live locally, you know, the, the Wardy runs a, a football school in the area too. 
he clearly loves the club. He's, he's trained with the club for a, basically a year now um, in, a, in a trialist in a trialist role. Uh, the guy's doing he's doing all the right things, isn't he? I mean, it, it would do. I've seen maybe you know potentially people saying that if the budget's there at the end, you then sign Wardy. Um, maybe you focus your funds on other places. Um, I've put it here attacking options. I think maybe with the signing of Jake Young probably puts that position a little bit down the pecking order. I've also put Christian Deutsch's name down because I saw a tweet about it and I got excited. But he's just scored an overhead kick in the Europa Conference League tonight. So um, I think that probably rules that one out. Um, so, yeah, cheers, Hibs. Nice one. Uh, a name I've put down here that I've literally saw about 10 minutes before coming onto the show. And I'm going to ruin this as well. Tariq Ukawe from Crew. Yeah. I mean... He played a lot for Crew last year, and I've seen. I, I can't say I've seen him play, um, but looking at some of the the heat maps from Crew's games, I think he literally played every single pitch, every single position on that football pitch. Yeah, seeing some comments, he's sort of a um, an all rounder, um, sort of like like an eye and a low shade. Mm. They don't know their position, and I don't think anybody knows their position. Um, but by by the sounds of it, um, he's a decent player. Um, but yeah, I, I've got no clue what position he is. I think I believe it's left wing. Uh, well, I've seen but... people saying he's originally a centre mid, but he's got a cracking left foot and whipping yeah, across. Yeah. I think in a back three, if he's playing wing back, that could be beneficial to him. Well, he, if you've got two decent uh, players that they've got cross on them, either so being Hutton and and uh, this new signing. Um, you and then you've obviously got Charlie Austin, a, a, a proven poacher. Um, you know he's he scored goals at, at the highest level of this game. Um, Hepburn Murphy. Um, you know we've got all these strikers in in and around the, the area. If, if you're getting balls in there, it's it's guaranteed goals at the end of the day. Um, so we all, we all touched on it earlier. We're pretty light in that left wing back position. So. I mean, if he can do the job, if he can play well, then again, um, it, it, it'd be interesting to see to see what he's like mm. if if he signs. Absolutely. I mean, has anyone here on the panel got any inside knowledge about Tariq Uwake? Has anyone got any input, any any previous experience of, of seeing him play? Because I certainly have not. Uh, not to my knowledge. Um... I was just going to say, you know, the thought of having a player similar to Hutton on the other wing yeah. would, would be the dream, wouldn't it? That would just be such a wonderful thing for us to have. I've just said for the last couple of seasons that we just never seem to have any width. Everything always goes through the middle. And I just miss those days of having wingers work in the, work in the channels. And Hutton, for me, just hits that narrative every time. He's always looking to get forward. Um, and, and get them balls in. And that's just what we need. It's like the days of McNamee and Mark Marshall all over again. JT McGovern. Look, it's, a, it's, a, it's a defender's nightmare. Um, I think it's, it's sort of attacking. This this side is is up there with with some of the best attacking players in the league. Uh, obviously, Charlie Austin takes that right up. Um, Dan Kemp, again, a, a proven... Um, well-rounded attacking player. Hutton obviously was one of the highest 
leading players in assists in Europe at one point last yeah. season. As I say, um, I keep I keep saying it this evening, but I I'm really convinced of myself that Romeo Harton's going to be massive for us this season. I mean, in a back three, all he's got to do is cross the ball. I think a lot of people last year, their one criticism of Romeo was his defending. And I mean, people called yeah. him the League Two Trent, which you know, maybe you can see it, and maybe that's quite a good comparison. Um, but take away that defensive responsibility, my God, that boy will cook. Oh, absolutely! Look, he, the amount of it that I, I'm not sure on the exact number, but the amount of assists that he was getting, um, the, the the balls that he was putting in, look, we're we're very lucky to have, to have him. I, I mean. I don't know if there has been a bid, any, any bids put in for him, um, but I'd be really shocked if if we haven't or, the, or there will be any bids put in for him. And can I just say, I know he is listening and we're not just saying this because he is listening and um, and yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not trying to, um, oh, oh, I don't mate, know what I've the word just, is. But I didn't even know he was listening. Now I'm starstruck. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, I've, I've just seen him and, I'm, I promise everyone here, I'm not saying he's a good player just because he's listening, okay? But he is a good player. And, hi. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, I do, I, I think the fact that obviously Flynn likes the, um, the three centre-back system and, um, and obviously if you've got um, Fraser Blake, Tracy left, um, let's call, let's call him Dokes, right? And then whoever's in the middle and, um, those guys who, who can slide and whatnot, which allows those um, the fullbacks to, or, or wingbacks, whatever you want to call them, to get on. Uh, Hotton in particular is going to be better. And I don't know that 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 lad from Crew. It sounds like he's he's like that. Nah, I don't know anything about him, but we don't have anyone really who's naturally can play in that position. So that so he's good to go down there. Well, uh, well, well, we don't know. Um, the situation with Divine, which is unfortunate mm. uh, for, for someone to be injured for that long. Yeah, it, it's it's an unfortunate one, isn't it? I think obviously he's got. <sighs> you don't see a lot of players that come off of two years out and and come back and really hit the ground running. I just I genuinely hope the boy does because I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, going just finishing off on the sort of the transfers and 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 that those sort of bits. The Tariq Ukawe signing, he's a young player. And I think a lot of people look at it and go, oh, he's only 22, 23 years old. And, you know, last summer we heard about the experienced card being played every five seconds. The boy played 44 games in League Two last season. So, to me, I mean, Jake Young's one you look at, prime, prime example. He's 22. He's played like 95 games in, in League Two. It, it's one of those. Do we think, as a panel, do you think, the experience card being sort of played. I've, I've seen it a lot less this year, I must admit. But experience surely comes with, with games being played, no? Yeah, and well, let's be honest, just just because you have experience doesn't necessarily equate to you being being a, a good footballer. I mean, it, 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 cer- it certainly helps. That's, like, Don't get me wrong, but you, there's some absolute ballers out there that you know, I've only played f- five games last season. Um, so, but, experience does help, but I, I, I think it's not something that's um, necessary. Um, so, so, look, we're we're limited at, at what we can get, and 
we're in terms of in terms of the leagues, we're we're sort of we're the football pyramid. We're 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 bottom of the barrel. So we get sort of last scraps from from Premier League Championship. You're saying we're bottom of the barrel, mate. I think uh, in terms of looking at League exactly. Two or looking at League One, we're still. I think there's a there's a tremendous pull towards the football club. Yeah, exactly. And if if you can tap into those 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 good players that that are there, look, I just, everyone slates Sandro and and the the, the spreadsheet formula. Look, it didn't work. I, there's no denying that. But there's 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 something in there where if you can just find that young player that that. Um, that may have been released from from a, from a, a bigger club, it it will work eventually. Look, it, as a model to run a football club off, I think it, I think last season shown that it it, it it doesn't work. But sort of one offs, if you, if you can if you can find those little hidden talents in in those younger players, um, you could be you could be sitting on a gold mine. I mean, look, Wakelin, um, perfect example, young player. Um, Look, we know these players maybe aren't going to come into that start, starting lineup. They're, they they may not, you know, play every single game. But if you can take on a young player that has got good talent and and it, almost like an a, 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 like your academy players and sort of develop them, um, and and then that that's when you can start bringing them into the first team and and um, play and integrating them into the first team. I mean. I'm not the biggest fan of just buying players just for the sake of selling them. I, you, you've got to be looking at bringing in players to 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 make the team better and to essentially the end goal get promoted. Um, I, I, that's where we went wrong last season. I think we were just looking at bringing in these young players just to sell them on and make money. But if 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 you can bring these players in that have actually got quality and can actually play football. Um, I, I, I don't don't just write players off because they've got no experience. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, mate, can't can't disagree with any of that. It's you know, Alan Hansen once famously said that you won't win any, anything with kids, and then Man United went and won the title that year with the exact thing that he said they wouldn't win with. And um, and obviously this this weekend now, mm. for um, obviously we're uh, we're coming up to this um. We have a game against Colchester United. So, uh, well, we start our season there. So, really, what are we thinking? Now, let's let's actually, Daisy. Let's start with you. What do you think, um, and how confident are you about uh, this weekend and your predictions against Colchester? Um... Oh, have we lost Daisy? Yeah, I think I think we've lost Daisy. Sorry, my mic was off. I think if we play the way we played against Plymouth, I think we'll do well. I'm. I think also because there's quite a few fans going. Of what I've seen on Twitter, I think you know if we bring the atmosphere, that'll boost the players up and sort of get them going. I think. I reckon I'm going to predict we'll win. Three one, and I think Austin will score at least one. Well, um, from uh, I, I listened to the the podcast from uh, from our friends Hoops and Jonah um, earlier, and they said 
uh, well, last week there were 700. So I would guess that we might be close. We might be actually close to about 1,000 oh, by the time we get there. Oh, wow, that would be really good. And, um, and Carly, what, what, what's your thoughts for this, uh, for this opening game? Well, first of all, the fan support depends very much on whether we manage to get in the ground on time or not, which is something that will be on my mind between now and then as I'm driving. Um, I think Colchester are, they for us, are, are one of those sides, aren't they, that can be a little bit challenging. Um, and their second game is away to Bradford. So I know they're going to really want to come out of the blocks and, and give us a, a, a real going over if they can. Um, but I just think, you know, I, I didn't go to Plymouth, um, but from everything that's been said, I think maybe we're in for a sort of a bit of an exciting time. I'm going to play it safe, which is not like me. I'm normally very optimistic. I'm going to go to all draw, which I'll be very happy with, um, just because, I don't know, less, we've, we've got a bed in, haven't we? Unfortunately, we, we have to face that bloody turtle. Uh, but we can't do anything about it. Ellis. Anyway, what, what's your views? Um, I'm look. I'm really, really looking forward to Saturday. I think we've we've we're getting to the point now where we we're getting a really good good side up together. Um, we're we're sort of bringing them back up or or bringing in sort of first team uh, starters that that then create um, backup. Um, look, we've got we've got legs all around the pitch. We got. Hepburn Murphy up top, which he, he at Saturday he was electric. Um, obviously uh, Charlie Austin. All round, we we we're, we're getting a, a strong side. I think our bench is is slowly slowly getting getting stronger as well. Um, we're sort of lacking in um, in in our depth at the minute, but you bring a couple signings that 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 changes. I, I mean. Um, some of the players on the bench. You, you got players on the bench. I mean, Wakelin. He come off. He come off the bench on on Saturday, and and absolutely just you sort of lit lit the pitch on fire. He he scored a great goal. Um, and look, we got we got players on the bench. We got um, and we've got a good starting lineup. And I just hope we get our revenge on part of my French that little turtle knobhead. And um, I'll allow it. Thanks, Joe. Um, and I've, and just sort of uh, calm everyone's nerves down a bit. Um, I think we're going to be in for a high-scoring game. I, I, I think 3-0. I think we're going to see ooh, two goals from Charlie Austin and a goal, uh, a free kick from Dan Kemp. Uh, that, that's my prediction. And hopefully it's going to settle everyone's nerves down and um, set us up for a, a, a promotion... Um, winning season. Guys, um, are you joining us at Colchester? And uh, not, sadly not. Um, when, whenever uh, I well, whenever I go to away games, we lose. And the only time I saw us win away, uh, we got demoted two divisions. So um, away games is not my forte, I'm afraid. And I'm going to really upset the apple cart, and I think it'll be a two nil loss. Daz, what, what are you doing? I'm apple? sorry. That's you, you can't. Because, all that positive can. Yeah, I know, and that's because that's what Swindon do. They build you up just to knock you down. Um, I just, I just got this horrible gut feeling that, um, with all the positivity around the club, 
that's building a building. I, I, I don't know. It's just that gut feeling. Oh. And I got a two nil loss. I'm sorry. I love being wrong though. So hold me to that next week when, well, when we will fight nil. I but, will hold you to that. And now, Joe, it's on to Oh, mate. So, Ellis is already... It's past nine o'clock, so we can swear. Um, Ellis has used the word knobhead with refer, reference to Ben Garner. Now, don't forget, it's Ben Garner and Scott Marshall. So, it's the team that left us in limbo last summer. Um, obviously, they've got... I thought off, Ellis Orlando, hope he has a great season. But on Saturday, I hope he... Not a bad injury. I hope he twinges a hamstring that's come off in the first minute. You know, two weeks out, that's okay. I'll live with that. I hope we absolutely knob him like 6-0. I can't, I can't <laughs> stand Ben Garner. That man ruined our summer last year. He was basically cheating on us with, you know, the Charlton talks through the playoffs and the interviews and stuff. He was never going to be here, regardless of went up. I, I just... Can't stand them. Regardless of, I know it's Colchester away, and that usually means a loss. But sod it, six nil. Hopefully, Charlie Austin scores a hat trick and headbutts Ben Garner. That that would be the perfect outcome. Have we got? Have we? Ah, no. I'll tell you what I want to happen. Actually, here you go. Oh, I, okay. I want Lewis Ward to sign already in time for the game. <laughs> I want Lewis Ward to come yeah. up front. Come on up front. In the last minute, it'd be nil nil, <laughs> David James style. Score a header and then do a knee slide in front of Ben Ball Garner. That's what I want to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would. Uh, I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to control myself if that happened. No, I mean, I, I. I live near Broadmoor, and I think um, I'd be checking into Broadmoor that evening <laughs> if that happened. Yeah, uh, and as we're sort of like closing down now, um, so we, we we need some predictions for the season. So, what we're going to do is right. Um, let's start off with um, with with. What we want from the panel is your top three. So let's, uh, I'll, I'll go back there. Daisy, I'll start with you. Uh, who do you predict for your top three in the league to? Um, it was, I was talking to my mum about this earlier and I was just thinking it's really hard because I feel like there's quite a few that could it could it could be. I feel like Stockport is definitely going to be up there no. because they um, made some good signings and they were really strong last season I think there's all this talk about Wrexham and I don't know if they're gonna do it you know with everything that's happened with Paul Mullen you know their star boy you know injured I just I don't know if they're gonna not I don't know I don't think they're gonna do do as well um maybe Gillingham, because they're doing quite good signings. I don't know. It's quite hard to decide. I think it's the hardest division that we've seen for for a while. I think. Yeah, I was just about to say that it's it's a real tough tough league this season. We got we got big spenders. I, I you've got the usual big spenders. You have got obviously Bradford, uh, Gillingham of uh, uh, spending money like it's no object. Um, That's going to end badly. Wrexham. By the way, I, I can tell you right now, Gillingham yeah, spending money is going to end badly. Very soon. If they if if they don't get promoted, then you know that's they're buggered. But look, uh, Wrexham, big spenders, decent side. I I don't think Wrexham are gonna. I think Wrexham will do well, but they're certain. I I think they they're gonna struggle to get autos. Um, I I genuinely think Notts County are gonna do better than Wrexham this season. Um, 
yeah, Mansfield, uh, just sorry, Aidan Flint. Um, yeah, twat, thank you. And look, they've got a good side. I, th- I think this is a real tough, tough league this season. Um, but I think, I, I, hand on heart, I think we're going to do quite well. Um, well, when I say quite well, really well. Um, Stockport are going to get first, I reckon. Um, Knox County second. And then I reckon we'll get third. That is my top three. Oh, very, very interesting, Ellis. I mean, uh, we obviously, we, well, uh, <clears throat> we've been talking about this in our WhatsApp group today, and there was there was a lot of, um, well, we were very wide in our views. So, Carly, um, what what's your top three? Uh, uh, obviously, knowing that um, we're a month away from the end of the uh, transfer window, but at the moment, who's your top three? As it stands, yeah. Um, again, like I agree with what Daisy's saying. It's such a hard one to call. Um, uh, like we said, Gillingham, they've obviously had some investment, um, which they're going to be wanting a return on. Um, and the same goes for Wrexham. I think Wrexham may struggle a little bit with the adjustment from the National League to League Two. Um, but I do think I do think they will be there or thereabouts because it seems like they've got a bit of an endless pot of money so if they are struggling then maybe they'll they'll have a bit more put into them um I don't want to put Gillian in the top three sorry I can't do it um I wouldn't underestimate MK Dons they're one of those teams aren't they um I, again, I'd like to put us in it. I really would. I said that last season, though, and I was very, very wrong. Um, Stockport, MK Dons, us. Yeah, I would, for me, I actually have Gillingham in the playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to be up there, but I don't want to put them in the top three. Uh, Daz? Well, I reckon Stockport are going to romp it. And then Mansfield... And a bit of a dark horse, because it's a long time coming, and I hate to say it, but Salford. So, that brings us on to um, our illustrious leader, Big Joe. Who's your top three? So, I'll tell you who I think will finish bottom. A bottom two, here you go. Bottom two, Swindon and Wrexham. Top three, Crawley, uh, Forest Green and Walsall. There you go. Oh, actually, I forgot about that. So, actually, Daisy, I need to come back to you now. Who, who's getting that? Was a joke, by the way. Give me two clubs. I think Crawley and Newport. Definitely Crawley. Yeah, though. Crawley. 100%. Crawley are absolutely done for. Like, they haven't yeah, got a home kit. They're owners. They've no, just done uh, the general mind. They've just done the Yeah, but they released him two months ago. Yeah, but. Yeah, but someone released the Crawley shirt and got banned for, for life. They're a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Who's getting relegated? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, yeah, Crawley. I think look, they've they signed Ronan Darcy, um, but I just I just think the, the running of the football club is not great, and I think it's Scott Lindsay. Is he a great manager? Yeah, questionable. Um, I think yeah, their their struggle and yeah, I, I agree with um, I think it was Daisy. Uh, Newport, I they they look to be struggling in preseason. Um, but look, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, 
I'm just I'm I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing for this season. Um, I I literally any team could go up and and you know a number of teams can go down, and I to be fair, this is the first time I've been this excited for for a season in quite a while. So yeah, I'll I'll go with Crawley and Morecambe to go down. Well, for me, it's it's Crawley and Harrogate, Carly. Grimsby, Crawley. I'm very interested you say Grimsby because I've seen a hell of a lot of people who've actually tipped Grimsby to win the playoffs. Oh, well, good luck to them if they do. Um, I just um, I met a gentleman uh, who was a Grimsby fan uh, a couple of years ago on, on holiday and uh, we had such a very similar conversation about our clubs that they're, they're a club that are tipped to do well but never really quite get there, so... Mm, I, I think I'd probably go Crawley and Morecambe as well actually I think Morecambe has slipped my mind um, I'm not sure they're, they're doing too well are they in the in the boardroom stakes no not, not really but I think I think what we've got from this is that Crawley are going down and I, I also don't think anyone's going to be upset about that no no I, I'll, I'll cheers to that well I mean so, uh, well, well, we've got one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, top scorer. Oh, I mean, what for Swindon or in the division? Top scorer in the division. The division. <sighs> I think Longstaff and Notts County. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I'll back you on that. I was going to say um, Macaulay Longstaff for, for me as well. Yeah, Joe. Uh, I've, I've Joe. I've got to agree with you. Um, what something that is for? for Notts County um, but look we got Charlie Austin um, and he will definitely definitely get over 20 goals this season um, look he's 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 a top player he's he's, he's scoring goals he, he's scoring plenty and and plenty of wonderful goals this season I think though like, like when we're talking about Charlie Austin though at the end of the season, if he scores 25 uh, and we do well and the the leading scorer scores 26, what does it matter? It doesn't. Well, it, it, as, as long as if we go up, I don't, I don't care who scores the goals. As long as, as long as if we get promoted. I think ideally, everyone, everyone in your squad gets like 8 to 12 goals. You just share it out. It doesn't really matter who gets top goal scorer, really. Well, I, I think <laughs> the way we're set up with our forwards, I don't, Obviously, I'm not too familiar with with how, where Young's going to play. Is he going to play behind them? Is he going to play in the? Two? But if 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 you get ten to twelve from uh, uh, Hepburn Murphy, you get twenty from Austin. You get however many from uh, from Wakelin and, and Young, who at this moment seem to be the backup, and then Kemp. Going to get you ten, however much you get from midfield. It's it's a team, it's a team effort. It is indeed, yes, yeah, team game, isn't it? So obviously, yeah, I, I think you know it. Makes be fair. It's we've got a squad of, of of decent attacking players. You share the goals out, and ultimately, the proof is in the pudding, really, isn't it? Where you finish? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So it's it, yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, obviously, we're in that season when. Uh, when, when Doyle uh, scored for fun, and, and literally he scored all of our mm. goals, 
But um, but if you have someone who just does that, you don't need someone else to do it. But if you haven't got a guy who's, who's getting you 20 yards a 50 goals a season, then you need everyone else to step up. And um, and in our successful seasons, we've had goals from midfield. We have had goals from other strikers. And that's what we need. Look, we, we, are, we are not lacking in the goal-scoring department this season. I don't, I don't think that's, that's something to worry about. Um, we've got plenty of, of well, well-rounded strikers who can score goals. Um, Charlie Austin, Hepburn Murphy, Wakelin, obviously Young being brought in, Dan Kemp. Um, look, all these players can score goals. Um, and I think we're going to see plenty of them this season. Hmm. Actually, one thing I'm, I'm interested about, about uh, and speaking to, to everyone here, is which player, uh, as we head into the season, we're two days away, excites you most about this season? Uh, Daisy, I'll start with you. I think Hepton Murphy, I think he's going to have a cracking season this season. Just, I don't know, I, as long as he stays injury-free, though. That's the only issue. And I really hope he doesn't pick up any injuries. I just think he's going to have a cracking season. I, I actually don't disagree with that because that is the player I would have picked as well. And um, and next, I'll, uh, uh, Carly, what what your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same. Um, I'd even put him in contention for top five goal scorers um, in the league, I think. Um, there seems to be definitely something bubbling there between him and Austin um, and Austin seems quite happy to be looking for him to pass to for him to get the goal to um, which we know is is such a great thing when you've got that lovely strike partnership um, so yeah I, I he was my most improved player last season um, and I think if he picks up from where he left off I think he'll be he will be fantastic definitely um, for me, uh, I know he's not a permanent sign-in. Um, Dan Kemp, look, Saturday he 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 played really well. He stood out for me. Um, the volley to score the goal was class. His positioning, his his um, determination to drive the ball forward, uh, look comfortable on the ball. I think he's going to be. A big, big player for us this season. I, I just hope he doesn't get recalled in January. Um, I've, I mean, if he if he if he sets this league on a light, then we've definitely got to be looking at at, at signing him um, permanently. But look, I, yeah, from from what I saw Saturday, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see more. Does I think McEachran for me. I think he's going to be the midfield maestro. He's going to be spraying the ball about left, right and centre, hunting to pick it up, crossing the box and then Charlie to uh, put it away. So McEachran for me, I think he's he's going to uh, set our our team alight this this season. And that brings us on to you, Joe. I will go Romeo Hutton, just purely, I think, in a position where he's not going to have any defensive or limited defensive... um, Worries, he's just he's going to be so good for us this year. I, I genuinely, I, I think player of the season already. I can tell you right now. Well, Let, let's see how the league plans Absolutely. out. Absolutely, and we've only got forty-eight hours to work 
to wait and um, I'm really looking forward to Colchester. Aren't we all? Aren't we all, Chris? I mean, uh, that probably brings us towards the end of the show, doesn't it? I think, has anyone got any any final pre-Colchester thoughts that you'd like to get off your chest before we uh, go offline? It's in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Um, Bangana, you turtle looking bastard. I... That's all I've got uh, to say. Can we end it on that? Because I think that's the perfect way to end it. Uh, yep. Sensational, Ellis. I think you've, you've summed that up wonderfully. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, guys, I, we're a bit over the hour that we, we planned for, but I genuinely, I, I loved that show. I thought, you know, it, it was it was good, good conversation. I thought it's really nice to hear the positivity from everyone, apart from Daz with a 2-0 defeat in this prediction. But... Um, Sorry, <laughs> feeling, and that's it. that's it. Prove me wrong, Swindon. Prove me wrong. There you go. I think we'll, we'll end on you, bald-headed turtle bastard, and prove me wrong, Swindon. So, once again, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, as always, we're an independent Swindon Town X space. Um, we are not affiliated with Swindon Town Football Club, North Tom Robin himself. So. Yep, thanks for listening, guys. We will speak to you very soon. All the best. Up the town. Bye.